Yeah. When every okay. single department is just operating at a hundred percent, when sure. they're, when they're, everyone's using the the money properly and right. and just providing great level of service. Steve Sherlock here for Franklin Matters, Franklin Public Radio, anywhere on the internet, WFPR.FM, and in the local Franklin Mass FM radio dial, 102.9, anywhere, in the home, in the car, well, within the Franklin radius, of course. Um, here today in studio for a new session with Dave Callahan, and we're actually branding this now. Thank you for that collaboration. Chalkboard Chat. It's I love the title of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited. Just, uh, you know, like a whole opportunity to be able to talk about schools and, uh, and the educational uh, system that we got here in, uh, in Franklin. And there's multiple topics, and Truckboard Chat simply gives us the umbrella within which we can cover as much as we need to. And there is plenty to cover at all times, <laughs> as, as we know. And we've already had a few conversations, so now it kind of formalizes and brands Truckboard Chat. It's just not just, did you listen to Dave? Did you catch the latest chalkboard chat, right? Because at some point, well, somebody else can join us. As long as it's, it's not just you. Exactly. It's not yeah, just me. You don't have to just you know sit here uh, every single month just opposite <laughs> me listening. It could be could be anybody to talk about the great educational system that we got here. Right. So amongst the many topics, there's a key one. The joint budget subcommittee just started, and that's the key word from my point of view. And you participated in that. So what did you think? I I thought it went great. Uh, I was I was really excited. Uh, we, you know we we've we've had these and been able to be part of the joint budget during the budget season. Right. But this was the first one that I was able to be a part of outside the the budget season, as we really started to take a look at like the next five years of what Franklin might look like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I thought there was there was a ton of great information. There was amazing enthusiasm from the community. Yes. And a lot of a lot of great questions. Uh, hopefully, you know, just as, as many good answers as well. But a lot of momentum to kind of figure out. All right, here are the problems, and, and we, you know, I know we've talked about the financial problems that are problems. out there. Yeah. What do we do about it? Right. And I think to recap, at least one of the takeaways clearly, yes, to the extent that the One Franklin Group has been revitalized, its mailing list I've heard is over two hundred people. I have not heard that number of engaged people in my reporting time. So key piece, that is a good number. Now, they have to continue because it's going to be a long haul, which was indicated. I mean, realistically, it's going to be sometime in, I would, my own thing, my guesstimation based, and again, it's not forecasting, it's based upon the reporting experience I built. I would anticipate something in a March February timeframe would have to decide to give us the timeline to have a May-June vote if we continue to proceed with something of an override. But in order to do that, the real work is going to be between now and then because while Jamie, as you heard and saw, outlaid the kind of the five-year plan, that was really at a high level. And there's an awful lot of other assumptions as well as other factors that come to play. And that's where the work is going to be done. And I think they ended up speaking to, you know, this work to be done on the town staff side, on the school side, 
to flesh out those details. Okay, so and since you're part of our budget, now you've got some work to do on your side to help flesh up those numbers to 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 give it more, you know, validity, so to speak. Right. Not that they're valid to start with, but flesh them out. Right. So then now we can look at one number versus another and start having a discussion as to where do we go. Right. Because you know, I could, I can say, and I, I have said, like. You know, like if we want to continue at, at these services, it's going to cost a lot more. If we want to expand into other great services, it's going to cost even more. Sure. But you can't just get by with saying, well, we just need more. We actually right. got to put pen to paper, right. figure out some hard numbers and say explicitly, this is what we need. And this is also what we'd like. Mm-hmm. I love there was, I think it was uh, Chairman Mercer kind of said that moving forward, uh, what we really want to be looking at for like the next meeting are those wants and needs. Yeah. You know, to start saying, all right, for in not just the schools, but for every department. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, what is it what is it that you need over the next five years just to continue, you know, to be sustainable and continue to provide the great right. service? Right. And what do you want to make it even better yeah. too? Yeah, because Jamie, at least in the narrative doc and the links, by the way, for the show notes will include certainly the agenda, Jamie's five year outlook. It was it was forecast. It wasn't really a budget. But the forecast, and then there was a narrative doc of, I want to say, six to eight pages that kind of talked through. But now the next step is to say, okay, that line item, what does that actually mean in terms of dollars and cents? And that's where the work's going to be. Exactly. And, and I thought, too, uh, you know, for, for those who weren't able to, to be a part of it, for the listeners, that um, I know, uh, you know, Chairman Mercer, I kind of talked about, you know, we're going to try to, you know, have the, the TA, have the superintendent work with everybody. So hopefully around October, we'll be able to kind of reconvene. So that way we can start to take a look at, at you know, some of this stuff, you know, a, with a bit more mm-hmm. detail. Right. And then, but yeah, to, you know, to your point too, like Jamie said, uh, also to kind of be realistic, a follow-up is probably not likely until and now at this point, 2024. Right. You know, he was he was hoping he was you mentioned uh, January and not to you know hold him to it. But sure. I would love, you know, the, the, the more time we can kind of spend on this, the, the better. But we also have to be realistic about how much bandwidth and especially with the elections coming around. He mentioned that yeah. it, it takes a while for everybody to get back up on their feet. Yeah. Time. Uh, the world is dynamic. It's not stopping to allow us simply to go off and do this side analysis piece. <laughs> Would that it could allow us to do that, but it doesn't. Things are still happening. And yes, oh, by the way, there's an election going on. So that's very important for you as candidates and whoever steps up as candidates and then voters potentially to figure out, okay, who do we want for the seven, the nine, et cetera, on the various council, school committee, and the various other boards. That's going to be in there. Never mind Tri-County separately. Also, we have a separate election simply to say, yay, yes, we should rebuild the school or no, we shouldn't. That's separate. And then if it was a yes, then each of those 11 communities has to figure out how they're going to pay for it, which was covered a little bit. So we're talking, I think, <clears throat> two million a year, roughly. Over 30 years, could be 60 million. That likely would be a separate override. But TBD, <laughs> there's there's a whole lot of other, you know, discussions to be had before that goes forward. Absolutely, and especially when it comes to to the tri county as well. What I that first vote that's going to be coming around to uh, to the community. 
that that yay or nay isn't just Franklin. It's it's all it's eleven communities that send to Tricon, and it's just a you know majority of fifty. 50 percent plus one, plus one right. of those 11 communities. Sure. And so there's, there's going to be, I, and I know you, you listen in on, on the town council meetings and you hear, you know, Jamie talking an awful lot uh, about the educational process, you mm-hmm. know, behind that. But yeah, yeah. there's going to be a lot that we're going to have to, to look at when just to, you know, in advance of that vote, because then it's a matter of, yeah, when, when in terms of how do you pay for it? Because if, if it's not a debt exclusion, and it's moving forward. It's just coming out of the operational budget, right. which take a look at that that joint budget agenda. There's a lot of red over the next couple of years, right? Uh, even without you know some of these these other things. Well, and the other point, obviously, it's not a pure comparison, but we scrambled to give the schools side effectively another 700k. But next year we would have to, not necessarily next year, potentially three years out. Also, come up with another two million to give to Tri County. The budget is not that fat to be able to move two million somewhere. <laughs> no, we we've talked about an awful lot. This is a very lean budget that that Franklin runs, and there's definitely a conversation about should it be more robust? Because you know, out of I'll put you know dollars to donuts is my old professor's favorite you know saying, but that we spend our tax dollars some of the most efficiently and effectively over mm-hmm. anybody else in the commonwealth. Right. Every dollar that, you know, that you're paying in taxes, you get a great bang for that buck yep. across all levels of service, every sure. single department. Yep. But, you know, so if we are able to have a more robust budget, it's it's not that it's just going to be adding fat. It's going to be adding so much content to everyone's lives all across mm-hmm. the community and, and property values as well typically will we'll start to follow right. that too. Yeah, and one of the other key pieces that came up along that is one of the reasons why the final analysis or the developing analysis, fleshing out the numbers, it's a resource constraint. The town is operating today, both school side and town side, with effectively just enough people to do the job, but then to try and do this other analysis on the side where, where do you take that time out of, quote, regular business, right? And that's where it's going to take a little longer because they're going to have an hour here, an hour here, as opposed to taking eight hours to do the analysis that's really going to wrap your head around it. We, we don't have enough resources, which, oh, by the way, that's part of the problem we have. Right. We're lean <laughs> and effective, but to try to do something else, we don't have that capacity. It, it's like cleaning out the garage. Right, you know, you know that this is something that needs to be done. There's great value in doing mm-hmm. it, but yeah, when you're constantly just doing the day to day, it's it's uh, that we're just going we'll to leave that bait. We'll yeah. get to it. We'll get to it. Well, at least right now, moving forward with the joint budget committee, you know, we're we're saying no. This is taking press, you know, a priority. We're cleaning out the garage. We're doing this job that we, you know, a lot of these department heads and, and you don't necessarily have yeah, that much time for. Mm-hmm. But it's going to become a priority. We're going to make time to try to get this done, but get it done right, too. Clearly, yeah. Because as people may recall, and if you haven't, then certainly there'll be reference to the prior or the most recent budget hearings over three nights at the FinCom, two nights at the Town Council. There were some unique and succinct presentations. So between police and fire, as an example, couple of slides. This is the uh, schedule issue they were facing on the police side. couple of slides talked through the issue they were running on the ambulance side, and they got the approvals. 
respectfully, the schools need to come up with, instead of respectfully, the 28 pages of what you had as a presentation, quantifying truly, and you've done the work in terms of what's the portrait of a graduate. That's the skills that all of our children should be coming up through for however, from K through 12, but by the time they leave the high school and they graduate, that's the skills they need to function as a proper adult in this cha ever-changing world. But what does that really cost us? Yeah. I mean, we know what it does for the DESI numbers, the per pupil, but that's what it is. What should it be? And that's, that's going to take some time to figure that out. Absolutely. And, and I know that, you know, we have a new business administrator, yeah. uh, Dr. Dutch, and uh, Superintendent Jagir are, are already hitting that ground running. Mm -hmm. And there's a, a lot of, I think there'll be a lot more start coming out talking about how to tell that story and about putting dollar figures on a lot of the mm -hmm. different programs that are right. out there. But you're absolutely right yeah. to be able to say, yeah, this is, this is what we want. Here's the dollar amounts. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, will we move forward to say this is what we're going to commit to pay to reach these services right. or uh, do we want to kind of continue in this realm mm -hmm. where we're at now yeah because then as a community to coin the one franklin we're one community it's all coming out of our budget out of our pockets anyway we can ma start making the decision okay what are we going to do on police what are we going to do on fire what are we going to do on a library what are we going to do on human resources what are we going to do on social on a senior center i mean you go through the list of the departments and we need to know their stories of their wants and their needs and then start being able to oh well that kind of makes sense you look at the population you look at the size look at the impacts there are going to be some hard discussions, respectfully, but I think they're going to be valuable discussions because they're going to should be based upon some accurate numbers that are coming out from the people who can produce the accurate numbers, as opposed to some speculations. Well, I think that costs. But no, 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 no. Forget about the think. We want the we this want the number. number. Right here. Yep. <laughs> and at least through that process, we're going to all sing from the same song sheet and then start almost negotiating in terms of well deciding truly what we're going to want as a community. You know, and I think that you're listing out all the great departments that are, that are mm -hmm. out there and all the great services that everybody knows and loves about Franklin. It's almost like we're a victim of our own success. Yeah. When every yeah. single department is just operating at 100% when, sure. they're, when they're, everyone's using the, the money properly and, right. and just providing a great level of service. Yep. In a typical budget, it kind of becomes a zero-sum game where yeah. for every dollar that this department gets, the other department loses a dollar. Mm -hmm. And it's it's difficult when every single one is just knocking out of the ballpark. It's sure. like, all right, well, yeah, like, what hard decisions are we gonna are we gonna do? Are we gonna say that this one specific you know sector is gonna do a little bit less, or are we gonna look forward and say no? As a community, we want everybody to be continue to be elevated and continue right. to to perform at the amazing right. level that they are. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's where, respectfully, from a community perspective, the community is going to come along that learning trail. Um, there are some departments who relatively minor in terms of, you know, maybe the budget, a number of people, but by law, they're required, right? Board of Health, Department of Health, 
Board of Assessors was referenced as to whether they were the rainmakers or the... the, the Spirited the, debate between a few people there. Right. But realistically, they're the ones who controlled the cash coming in, at least in terms of this is the assessment, this is the valuation, which then leads to the income, which is whether it's categorized as new growth or just the basic year-to-year stuff, right? That's That's the start of the cash register. And then you can get the local receipts. So when people buy something, get a new car, that's an excise tax, all those other pieces, staying at a hotel, going out for a local dinner, the hotel tax, the uh, dining receipts, et cetera, all of those play a role, some larger than others, (laughs) respectfully in the budget. But, you know, we're going to learn through the process if we weren't already aware of what that does and how important that stuff is and that's just in terms of like that how important i remember i think it was a couple of years ago i was reading through the the long budget document mm-hmm. and it closed with a with a line from the the town administrator basically saying go out to dinner a couple more times in franklin and it's not being facetious no. shopping local yeah. and and keeping you know like the 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 dollars here in Franklin right. has a great return and in in an impact on the overall budget. And mm-hmm. so just to be, and we, I mean, we have so many incredible restaurants and bars and, uh, and, and shops here in Franklin to be able to kind of keep that money here yep. really does provide a tremendous benefit to the overall Franklin budget. Yep. Yeah. And there's been economic studies that showed, and I think at least in the ballpark of a dollar spent here at a local business keep 60 cents of the dollar locally as opposed to a dollar spent you know with a call it a national brand you only get 30 or 40 cents of the dollar kept here so it's and then obviously in many of the cases in town administrator and even chair mercer has mentioned you know the uh, cannabis, we get a percent of that sales. Hotel, we get a percent of those sales. Local receipts, we get a percent of those. So there's there's additional pieces that the town specifically gets from spending here. Never mind just supporting the business. We, there's a post that's been around that I'll be sharing on Franklin Matters, Escape into Fiction. Mm-hmm. Valuable bookstore. They're providing a lot of services. They're also getting knocked on the door periodically because they're looking for fundraisers or contributions, etc. It was staggering to find out how many books they need to sell on a monthly basis. And she shared, to her credit, how many books she's actually sold month by month for the year. And there's a difference there. <laughs> we need to make up that difference if we value her services and value that location and that store and that service. Right. That was a really enlightening piece. I saw that uh, uh, just this afternoon. And, uh, and, and yeah, you hear so when you talk about like, you know, do we value those services? Everybody is, right. you know, like in Amber, I'm always hearing, you know, so much discussion mm-hmm. about uh, both about that store, about so many up and down uh, Main Street and all the, like the local businesses. And so, yeah, like obviously we want to continue to support the great shops that we have. Right. Just so that we continue to have those shops yep. and it also gives some really nice almost like kickback but nice <laughs> nice <laughs> money right back to they the, can to the continue market. to do what they need to do <laughs> exactly <laughs> so yeah anything shop local drink local eat local mm-hmm. uh it's it's only going to help this situation moving For forward sure. 
So that's the budget, which is certainly a big and meaty topic. And we're going to have some more conversations as we go forward as a community to try and figure out the prioritizations. You know, where do we put our dollars and how do we allocate amongst the departments? And I, and I love with that the, the incredible community engagement that we they're already seeing that you know yeah it's it's going to be like a, a big educational journey for for everybody my, myself included mm-hmm. and uh i you know even i know there was I, I asked a question to to jamie to kind of talk about like the stabilization fund right because when you do take a look at that historically franklin has continued to bail itself out yeah. by draining you know by, by breaking open the piggy bank right and you know now for the number of years we haven't done that yep. but because of that we have an incredible triple a bond rating correct that there are considerable amount of cost savings within the budget both today and moving forward by by not utilizing mm-hmm. that stabilization fund but i think from an outside perspective you might easily take a look and, and i do this with my own you know, personal banking and finances mm-hmm. be like, all right, this was a tough month. You know, why don't we go and we dip into that rainy day fund? We, right. you know, we, we right. pull from that account, right. and it's like, well, here's why why it's not not just because things could get stormier ahead, right. but also there's a significant cash savings by having this in the yeah. reserves. And so I think a lot of issues like that too, and a lot of questions will continue to be answered throughout mm-hmm. this process too. Oh, and absolutely, because even in my 16 years, I picked up a bunch of those stories and was around, at least as a resident, unengaged as much as I am in that 2003-2006 period when the town had benefited, and it's all historical record, there was a $9 million settlement because of the uh, plant that was going into Bellingham. So it was a mitigation for us to get $9 million. That went into the stabilization fund. And then over the next you know, three, four, five, six years, they would tap into it to balance the budget. And then there was no more money in that. So that led to the 2007 override because that was the only way we were going to balance the budget. And then, of course, 2008 hit, the, the recession occurred, and whatever we had built into it helped us survive the recession as a town, which also came out in the meeting, Mm -hmm. um, because we were better off because we had raised it in advance, even though clearly when you look at the assessed values, the assessed values obviously could drop. And we've been gradually coming back, coming back, coming back since then. And I think Jamie talked to it. There was one of those things that we've been waiting to get back to where we were before. In some cases, we're still not there. And yet, we know on the school side, there were a bunch of programs cut that are still not even on the docket to consider when we would bring them back because we're still trying to just balance the budget to continue the services we have next year. Right. And that's what, you know, there was, um, this was, feels like forever ago, but <laughs> uh, during, a, during a school committee meeting, we had... Uh, uh, I think uh, Dr. Rogers had recently just secured another grant, yes. which I feel like between her and uh, and Dr. Frazier and that whole team, they, they're constantly sure. yep, just yep. Uh, uh, you know securing more and more grant funding. I threw it out there of what if we just hire a professional grant, grant writer, writer yep. just to go you know fifty thousand dollars, and then they'll be able to just by the funding that they can secure, be able to pay for themselves mm-hmm. and more. Sure, but. When when you can't you could barely afford we really 
can't afford the teachers that we, that we already have, the programs that we already have, when year over year we have to constantly keep making cuts, you don't even have the opportunity or the resources to expand in a different direction, even if that expanse might save money in the long run. Right. It's just not right. even an option because yeah. we're just continually just trying to do the best that we can to, to tread water. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily where any organization or business no. is going to thrive. No. No, and I think that's where, you know, in, as people have heard me before or should have heard me before, I started this in 2006, 2007 because that was the issue that was driving me as a resident with two kids going through the schools and my wife was teaching and I was hearing about this budget situation. It was like, well, let's go find out. Well, I've been finding out since then <laughs> and sharing since then, and we still haven't. This is the first time we've gotten, I think, enough of a swell of engagement cpa was a separate piece to the extent but it's also a good lesson to the extent that people recognized that we needed to stop some of the growth appropriately Mm -hmm. we need smart growth going forward because it's also been addressed and we can deal with it it's already been dealt with it'll be dealt with again as we go forward we can't totally stop growing because then no by the way our budget won't grow Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's not a good situation So it has to be the right kind of growth. But the CPA at least enabled us to, for a nominal amount, raise some money for recreation, open space, restoration, renovation, historical preservation, et cetera, so we can already see the effects of it. You know, the Nason Street tot lot's in, renovations at Red Brick is in, the most of the historical museum is done. They haven't done the Coppola yet because of some of the other supply chain, other issues. King Street will eventually get renovated, et cetera. Uh, the Schmitz Farm and Maple Hill will get some trails eventually because we'll have the funding for that work because it won't have to come out of the kitty that everybody else is fighting for. Exactly, which is, yeah, there's, and, you know, I know um, the police chief even kind of mentioned that mm-hmm. about when you're able to get funding sources elsewhere, you don't have to, yeah, you're not going in front of, you know, one board, one committee to say, all right, we're all fighting over this exact same dollar amount. Right. And, yeah, it was fantastic when when that passed in like 60 40 too like it, yes. it, 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 it was passed. significant yeah. Right. yeah and uh and yeah now it's it's you know just about figuring out you know, what's what's going to happen mm-hmm. moving forward yeah and i think too you know when you talk about like where you were when, when you know when, when you got engaged uh you know for the listeners what i really say i don't feel myself too far removed from from that that point where mm-hmm. i was just myself kind of getting engaged and right. learning more about it and there's just I mean, so many great resources all around the community. Yep. Uh, you know, every you know, the elected officials, the department heads, always are so uh, open to, to answering any questions. And there's so much great information out there. Some of it that's might take a while to digest. Other stuff that is already synthesized mm-hmm. there. But be able to really kind of catch yourself up to speed very quickly to to fully you know feel you know that you're an educated engaged individual Mm -hmm. and just hit the ground running yeah and i think even the short way of just staying in touch with the joint budget and the discussions as it goes forward all of the appropriate resources will be referenced in the course of those discussions hopefully rich with links so that okay you can get the gist of it in the meeting and the discussion but then if you need want to take kind of the deep dive to coin a FinCom term, then you can go to the links and then dig deeper into whatever the archives are, right, to really get all the details. If you want, if you're fine with just the gist of it, 
then keep going. And you, the rest of it is kind of like a puzzle piece. Eventually, you get all of a sudden that aha moment that it starts to make sense. Of course, you'll also kind of, kind of turn the corner and then something else will happen. You say, wait a minute, what happened to this? <laughs> it, it, it's been really a lifelong learning experience, but I... I'm still learning, and I'm still have at least having fun with it. <laughs> you know, and it's uh, it's also too when you just if you have the opportunity to show up to the meetings too. Mm -hmm. I know, you know, thankfully they're all recorded, and and you could also join on Zoom. But I feel sometimes just by by showing up in the council chambers, you know, not only obviously you're going to hear you know all, all of us talking, and, and hopefully you know myself not ad nauseum, but but just <laughs> succinctly. But you're also going to, you know, there's a lot of the same players that typically right. kind of go to a lot of the meetings. And and, it, and that's what I've found, too, just to be able to say, oh, okay, I've seen you before. I'm going to start chatting with you a little bit more. Right. And this person has a better idea about, you know, they've already done the corners of that puzzle. And mm -hmm. they start to kind of fill that in pretty sure. quickly for me. Yeah. And so there's just so much great resources. And I just, again, I loved all the enthusiasm that was coming out, everything that was, um, you know, being done with the One Franklin group. Mm -hmm. And this this is a it's a marathon not a sprint yeah. and hopefully you know i think that that tone was set at the joint budget uh subcommittee but uh you know that that's certainly how it how it will be and, and hopefully we'll be able to continue all that incredible enthusiasm moving forward and i do want to do a quick shout out to uh from the joint budget subcommittee um uh, Jamie Helen had uh, had threw out in the August sixteenth meeting of town council. Yes, there'll yep. be an Teaser agenda coming item. up, yep. right? And so, and I'm kind of stepping out of my lane no, with the, the chalkboard okay. chats, that's but okay. it's, it's all about money. Um, and uh, where there's actually was, uh, two things. One of them he, he already mentioned about uh, just doing an, an over um, an override overview, and really kind of talking about like the legal uh, limitations of. Uh, of all of the staff, mm -hmm. uh, but also any elected officials too. I'm going to be there, and again, I would strongly recommend others to to yeah. join in or, or tune uh, to that. Uh, but uh, there was also um, he talked about the, there should be a vote for additional funds to be able to be allocated over to the schools from a uh, settlement too. Which uh, again, you know, there was between, and we, we've talked about this that the extra seven hundred thousand dollars that the town council was able to to vote in. And Correct. put over to the yep. school's budget, yep. um, and then now we're seeing uh, some additional settlement funds to be able to shift it over to the school's budget. It truly is one Franklin. It's all of us working together, rowing mm -hmm. in the same direction, and uh, you, you see this just looking at a lot of the agenda items. But August sixteenth uh, on the town council side is going to be another great one. Definitely strongly recommend everybody right. to join in. Yeah, and uh, people will be able to include at least in the show notes for that meeting going forward. There was a particular meeting similar prior to the CPA campaign because it was similar circumstances. People needed to know what to do, what they could do, what they couldn't do. Um, Jamie referenced a community. He, I don't think he named it during the meeting, but um, he had shared it prior. I did share it through Franklin Matters. So you can go look at what Brookline ran into and their own legal auditor uh, heard the complaint through the office of, I think it's Campaign and Political Finance. Somebody had made, filed a complaint. They validated it. And, yep, people were inappropriately using town and or school resources to advocate, which is really the key word. They can provide info, but they can't necessarily advocate for a particular 
uh, and obviously, if you would think, and I, I'm saying obviously, but you stop and think, if they start advocating for an override, oh, by the way, they're getting paid for that. So they're now using their money to pay for themselves. That's a conflict of interest. Case closed. <laughs> um, and it's easy enough to do. And this community, unfortunately, for whatever reason, and I don't know the full story, I've only seen a couple of the stories that has come out of it, but we need to be prepared. We. Since somebody's already stumbled, let's learn from that and not make the same stumble. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's uh, you know going to be a big conversation piece during that, that August 16th meeting. And I think it's going to also be helpful, too, to, I know, um, you know, James mentioned this, Lucas has talked about it, too, where, yeah, they also, they can't just go and, and advocate for one direction or another. Nope. And so I think it's also going to be helpful for the public at large to say, all right, what can everybody do? Yes. And what can't they do? So that way we're, you know, there's, there is no unrealistic <clears throat> expectations mm -hmm. moving forward, too. Right. Those are your key buttons that we wanted to talk on today. That's what, uh, yeah, it's been, uh, you know, it was a relatively quiet summer. Until it wasn't. Until it wasn't. <laughs> and uh, But now we're back into the, the swing of things. And so, uh, yeah, it's really just, you know, this this first chalkboard chat, um, you know, mainly focused on, on finances. I know I'm sure in the future we'll talk more about the educational policies mm -hmm. and, and uh, stuff that's happened in the classroom. But right now it's, you know, it, it's the almighty dollar. Right. And uh, so, I again, thank you so much, though, for, for this opportunity. And I, I want to throw out, too, for the community, uh, who is listening again any questions that you have you know feel free to, to reach out to, to any one of us doesn't necessarily have to be myself but I'm always happy to, to chat to answer any questions uh, that you might have because again I was I remember going down to the football field and really kind of learning about a, a mm -hmm. lot of this for the first time and, uh, and I'd be happy to to bring you along in that journey that I had mm -hmm. yeah no thank you for taking time to do so um, hopefully the listeners will appreciate this. Um, learn something, take that next step, ask a question, get to the next meeting, or at least catch up on the notes and the videos, and then follow along. Um, it won't happen overnight, but I think it's an important journey for Franklin to really come together as the community that we've recognized comes together in times of trial and we've responded this is similarly it may not appear as much to some folks but um when it comes to the employment of whether it's the teachers or the police or the fire and the services that we all get whether we're affected by police fire or senior center we walk on the roads we drive on the roads we get water the the faucet the flush it still costs money <laughs> it impacts our quality of life you know, and it's been relatively quiet for the summer. Hopefully people have enjoyed the summer until it just becomes more than summer. <laughs> like the weather, all of a sudden it just changes. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you for taking time, uh, listeners as well. Um, thank you for listening. And if you've got questions, feel free to reach out. Contact info will be in the show notes in the other usual channels. And uh, final reminder, we do this because, Franklin matters. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. 
Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.